to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR topics that is making the headlines. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in a people function. Today, I'm joined again by Jade Burke, editor of My Grapevine. So welcome back to the podcast, Jade. I'm glad to be joined by you today for this really important discussion. Hi, Sophie. Yeah, definitely. I think it'll be a great one for us to kind of dive into today. So every year in February, it is LGBT plus history month. According to the site LGBT plus history month, the overall aim of this is to promote equality and diversity for the benefit of the public. And this, according to the site, can be done in several ways, including raising awareness and advancing education on matters impacting the LGBT plus community, among other things. And of course, under normal circumstances, it is possible that employers would have conducted in-person celebrations or hosted different activities to involve colleagues. Yet, of course, with the coronavirus crisis, meaning that many things have had to go virtual temporarily and many workforces continuing to work from home, employers have had to think about how they can go about celebrating LGBT plus History Month in a virtual context. And recently, I've come across several examples of what employers in HR are doing. So I thought I would share some of these. Firstly, in a LinkedIn post, the supermarket brand Sainsbury's explained that to mark the start of LGBT plus History Month celebrations, they welcomed the respected rugby figure, Gareth Alfie Thomas, who is a CBE. In the social media post, Sainsbury's said, in an inspiring virtual event, organised by our proud at Sainsbury's LGBT plus network, Gareth told the story of his incredible career and shared his experiences as a gay man, both on and off the pitch. Elsewhere, Virgin Money UK PLC also took to LinkedIn to share the firm's plans for LGBT plus history month. And through its vibrant colleague network, the firm said that there are a range of internal events to celebrate the community's history to promote diversity and equality. And the post continued by saying, We're also introducing development sessions to more than 2,000 of our frontline colleagues in our stores and contact centres to help better support our LGBT plus customers. The session has been designed with the Vibrant Network, who have shared examples of best practice on how to address sensitive situations and the importance of how we communicate during those times. So as you can see, there are several companies have taken to social media to share the different ways that they are celebrating LGBT plus history month. But before the podcast, we were also able to catch up with several employers to find out what they are doing. One of those employers is Wix, who said to us that they are an inclusive employer and retailer and are proud to be Stonewall diversity champions. Ahead of the podcast recording, I spoke to Ben Jackson, who is the head of operational projects and LGBTQ plus network lead at Wix, who said that this has helped them to build their own internal processes, which includes fishbowl meetings. And Ben explained to me, these are discussions led by colleagues in an open, honest and safe environment with the board present in a listening capacity. The aim is to see where progress has been made and what more we can do to ensure that our LGBT plus colleague community in Wix feels represented and not discriminated against. This in turn leads to the introduction of policies and processes bringing about real change in our business and to our colleagues' lives. 
Also before the podcast, Sky told us what they were doing to celebrate LGBT plus History Month this year. And the firm said that its internal LGBT plus Sky network are choosing this year to focus on black LGBT plus history, which seeks to highlight key individuals' experience and stories. And before the podcast, Sky told me, we are honoured to be welcoming model activist and writer Munro Bergdorf to discuss the black trans experience, offering a space for conversation and learning. We will also be amplifying LGBT plus colleagues and allies' voices in our internal social channels, sharing their thoughts on what LGBT plus history month means to them. And finally, before the podcast, we also spoke to Joe Bertram, who is the managing director of Business O2, who also holds the role of executive sponsor for DNI. And Joe explained to me that at O2, they are amplifying the importance of allyship this year, and that the Proud Network are actively encouraging inclusive allies and non-LGBT plus colleagues to join the network so that they can broaden and strengthen their understanding. And Joe went on to explain that as a company, they work closely with their networks to provide various practical tools on carving out and maintaining an inclusive culture. And Joe told me before the podcast, the inclusion area on O2 Campus, our online learning platform, and the instinctively inclusive training course are great examples of this. These online resources ensure that even when working remotely, our colleagues are still encouraged to learn how to be better allies to their peers. So, of course, we've got lots of great and diverse examples of what organisations in different sectors are doing to celebrate LGBT plus History Month this February. Yeah, it sounds like there is a lot of different initiatives taking place across this month, which you've mentioned there, Soph. And while this is encouraging to see, it seems that more work could be done to support the LGBT plus community in the workplace. And I say this based on recent data, which has found out that LGBT plus workers experience higher levels of conflict, lower levels of psychological safety and lower job satisfaction at work. And this is according to the CIPD, who has launched a new report called Inclusion at Work, Perspectives on LGBT plus Working Lives, to highlight how LGBT plus workers tend to have a more negative experience of work. And this research discovered that over 40% of LGBT plus workers experience conflict at work over a 12-month period, while almost one in five trans workers said they felt psychologically unsafe at work, compared with 16% of LGBT plus. And in addition to this, previous data from Accenture also shone a light on some of the challenges LGBT plus staff face in the workplace, as it's getting to equal research, which surveyed more than 28,000 employees and business leaders across 26 countries in 2020 in the UK, found that only 41% of LGBT plus employees are fully open about their gender identity expression or sexual orientation at work. So I think these figures clearly demonstrate that more support is definitely needed in the workplace for these workers. And uh, while these figures show that more needs to be done for LGBT plus staff, Stephen Moore, partner and head of employment at Ashford's LLP, told me that employers do have an obligation to ensure staff are not discriminated against under the Equality Act 2010. And before the podcast, he told me, this makes it unlawful for an employer to discriminate against staff because of a protected characteristic included within the Act. He also shared some key advice for employers, stating ACAS recommends that employers draft an equality policy, setting out the organisation's commitment to equality and diversity in the workplace, as well as the prohibition of discrimination in areas such as training and development, promotion and dismissal. Employers should consider whether the policies are entirely inclusive of the LGBT plus community 
and could run training sessions and workshops to educate colleagues. Of course, some of the research that Jade referred to back there highlighted some of the challenges that the LGBT plus community have faced in the workplace. And as Stephen said, employers do have an obligation to ensure that staff are not discriminated against under the Act. With LGBT plus History Month upon us, Kate Williams, who is an Associate Director of Workplaces at Stonewall, said that this is a chance for everyone to reflect on the contributions that lesbian, gay, bi and trans people have made to society. She said that this is also an opportunity for employers to celebrate the history and take better steps to support their LGBT plus staff members to thrive in the workplace. Speaking to me before the podcast, Kate said, there are so many ways that organisations can take tangible actions to champion LGBT plus people in their workforce, from ensuring that their policies are inclusive of LGBT plus people, to creating virtual events for staff to celebrate awareness days like LGBT plus History Month. Organisations and employers play a huge role in making society more inclusive of LGBT plus people. And as Kate shared, and referring back to some of the previous examples, there are lots of different ways that employers and HR can go about supporting the LGBT plus community and also championing those people in their workforce. Of course, it's really important that this remains a priority for organisations all year round. But why is it particularly relevant now amid the coronavirus pandemic? I think that's certainly a really interesting question to discuss. And I think with the global pandemic largely taking precedent at the moment, accessing LGBT plus support networks may have been put on the back burner as employers fight to keep obviously their businesses afloat, to navigate their ways through these challenging times, through remote working, things like that. So I think it's certainly a good question. However, this may have led to feelings of isolation, a lack of inclusion, and of course, growing mental health issues among LGBT plus workers as a result of this, who may feel unsupported. And Alex MK, the Chief Operating Officer of Pink News, believes that just because businesses have moved to a remote working setting, it doesn't mean that these networks should be forgotten about. And before the podcast today, he told me, these meetings can still be held virtually, Comms can be sent out company-wide via email and company intranets are a great place to share updates and information. It is important for employee networks to remain visible during the pandemic and for their important place in work culture to continue. And with this February obviously marking LGBT plus History Month, Alex shared that now is a great time for employers to go the extra mile and show their support. And to do this, he provided some ideas that HR teams could try out. He added... This is a great time for the LGBT plus network to organise a virtual lunch and learn or brown bag for the wider organisation. The LGBT plus network could seek support from HR to source an appropriate speaker or access budget to pay for a speaker. The network could also organise LGBT plus inclusion and ally training or queer events such as drag bingo. And as Alex has pointed out there, There really is plenty of options and ideas that HR teams and employers could consider to ensure that their LGBT plus workers feel as included as every other staff member in a workforce. Great insights from Alex there about the different ways that HR and employers can ensure that the LGBT plus community can feel included in the workplace. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content, whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events or marketing and research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit hrgreatvine.com.